BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Rotten Tomatoes is Wrong. My name is Mark Ellis, hosting alongside my trusty co-pilot, Jacqueline Coley, who was looking up a lot of facts about the film, <laughs> nay, the book that the film is very loosely based on that we're talking about today. A little bit, because it was it was nostalgia bringing me back because, you know, every, the summer never forgets. Even if I will forget that the thing is based in summer, the summer never forgets. And I never forget that it's based on a book. Thanks to you reminding <laughs> the, me about this fact in the green room that I think I actually read this book yeah, in, in, Lois in high Duncan. school. Yeah, Lois and I Duncan. I totally forgot. I read a lot of Lois Duncan material. And today on the show is a guest that I am so super excited about. It's our friend Heather Grace Hancock. You know her, a uh, great performer from NCIS. She's in uh, Criminal Minds, SWAT. You really book a lot of stuff. And so taking time out of your busy schedule to come here and chat with us about 1997's classic. I know what you did last summer. Some people have called it Scream Light. I don't. No. Because I think this stands on its own. Yeah. I mean, this was part of the, like, what I consider the Sweet Valley High sort of, like, 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 um, With paperbacks. a horror event. Yeah. yeah, like, there were these, like, yeah, yeah, paperbacks yeah. that were geared towards teens, and they were either, they were, like, the later series Goosebumps that were meant for, like, aging up kids. Mm -hmm. And then there was also, like, these, like, totally. YA ones that were, like, kind of serious. And they were very freaking popular as far as box office, and this one sort of, like, paves way, even if they were cheesy. And if you're lucky, the sequel will add a black person. I <laughs> still know what you did last summer, and I'm more progressive. Yep. But I still know what you did Just last like summer. Just like the Scream franchise. Like I said, if they didn't want yeah. to appear that they were cribbing from each other, they should have made it a little bit less obvious. And there's the shared Agreed. DNA of Kevin Williamson with, you know, having heavy involvement in both Scream, the franchise, and I know what you did last summer. We're talking about this movie, A, because it's a classic. B, totally. because Scream 6 comes out tomorrow. Mm. And we're very excited about taking place in New York. It's a whole different kind of vibe now. Grace, let me ask you, uh, you're some weeks younger than I. When did you come across? Were you allowed to see oh. I Know What You Did Last Summer when it hit theaters in 1997? <laughs> I mean, well, first of all, I'm so happy to be here. I didn't mean to, like, gloss over that. Thank you for having me. <laughs> um, certainly not. I was a very—I was a pretty wee young age at that time, but also um, in the household that I grew up in, horror films were the gateway drug to Satan. So <gasps> we were not allowed to partake. Uh, so I watched okay. it much later in life. Um, well, but I love it. When, so probably by the time you came across it, it was known that the movie was rotten on the tomato meter. 44%, 41% audience score, which is the more surprising number of the two that it's that low because is audiences it? tend to love horror movies and it's like mm -hmm. attracting the teen fan base. Yeah, It's not popular with horror heads, though. It's popular with teen 
girls. Ah, like you okay. have to remember, like this is not That's what fair. I would consider a purist horror film. The the biggest I would say contradiction between I know what you did last summer and Scream. A scream at least pretended that hot people being murdered was not the only appeal. <laughs> it had the meta yeah. horror movie references yes. that I know you did last summer yeah. doesn't. I've, I've said this. You can always tell when people are in a genre and they love it and create things from within it at they, as they love it. And there are people that are sort of like deigning to do it. And they're doing mm. it in kind of like a cutesy way. Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't feel like they don't like this genre. Like, you can tell. Like, they're so schmaltzy with it. They're so cheesy <laughs> with it. Like, they're treating it like a Hallmark movie. <laughs> I mean, it, you could look That's at this valid. movie as being like the the Hallmark Oxygen Lifetime Christmas movie of <laughs> horror films where a guy dies and kids are responsible and then he's going to come back to haunt them the next summer. Grace, I'm going to turn it to you first. Is Rotten Tomatoes wrong about I Know What You Did Last Summer and that 44% rotten on the tomato meter? I mean, I have to say, yeah, and I am surprised that the audience score is so low as well. But I feel like even though it's got its things, but it's also it's kind of wholesome. Like we were talking with Hallmark. Like I was shocked to find it was rated R. I was like, for what? Like Mm -hmm. I'm desensitized to shit. But I was like, shouldn't this be like PG? But I think it's very it starts right away. There's no fat to trim. It's fun. It's a ride. We come in on that big, epic, freezing cold view on the ocean. And, you know, what's his name is like spinning his little charm. And then you're like, oh, what's going on there? So it grabs you right away. And it's very episodic. You have different little sort of chapters for each character. We go from this to this to this. And each one is kind of like its own little thing, like Barry's almost murder. And then Sarah Michelle Gellar are like running through town. So it's like, we get this, we get this. And they're all kind of like one right after the other. It's pretty fast paced. There's some action. There's some little twisties and turnies. Like I, I really enjoy it. Like you don't, you. I never get bored. My ADHD brain is like right there with them the whole time, it, which a, is hard to do. It's a good yeah. ride, and and I think that the impetus for the action, for all the guilt and the cover up and all that stuff, like it's a pretty tense scene. You know, they're morons, but yeah. like these kids, but they, but I they mean, still they hit a guy, and will what do we do about this? Our whole futures are on the line here. Yeah, I do love. Just they were the still white. Dude, like they were gonna and, be well, fine. Well, they were playing white characters. I mean, facts. <laughs> Gotta shout out my boy Freddie Prince Jr. Facts. Yeah. Facts. He was not playing Freddie Prince Jr. He was playing Tommy. Some. What is he? What is he actually? Uh, the character's name is Mark Ellis. <laughs> so he was playing. Just the my least favorite character. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> close. Ray Bronson. Yeah, that's pretty. That's Ray Bronson. Ray. Ray Bronson sounds like like he comes from a, a family of cops and he wants yeah. to be a poet. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> That's Def- the name I'm getting. But Which is kind of how he plays it as well. Kind of how he plays <laughs> it. And it would be like Finding Bronson. It would be very that. <laughs> and he's just like writing in his little sh- like shrimp boat. He's just like, today. <laughs> Dear <laughs> and then Diary, I <laughs> ran over the Gordon's Fisherman. Tough day. <laughs> Jack, but I'm trying to get a read on you. Because I don't know how you feel about this movie on the tomato meter. I know you celebrate these kind of novels still in your personal and relaxation life. I don't know <laughs> if it translates to the 44% on the tomato meter for I Know What You Did Last Summer. It's a hard litmus test to have. Like, I don't know what the litmus test is. There's If this was flipping through the channels, if I still flip through channels, but let's be real, we don't do that anymore. We flip through TikTok. <laughs> if I was flipping through TikTok, yes. though, yes, we do. and they had scenes from this movie 
spliced, I would watch the scene yeah. and then go to the TikTok page to see if they had other scenes to, to keep To Grace's watching. point, there's yeah. a lot of good vignettes that yes. you're just like, yeah. oh, this is a fun chase. This is a thrilling moment. This is a this is an interpersonal dynamic. And so there's like, there's a lot of good stuff in here. It's not Cruel Intentions, which I think is a movie of that time yeah. that is really good, that falls within this quote unquote trope of like teen drama that still stands up and I still think that's a good movie. It's based on literature. It does. This is not that. So I can't... Basically, what I'm saying is this is a very enjoyable bad movie that I would queue up anytime. <laughs> and I could see how it could be fresh, but I know why it's rotten and I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Okay, you seeing how it could be fresh is you looking through my sunglasses with this movie because I'm not saying it's a great movie. It's nowhere close to Scream, but... No. I feel like the redeeming value of this movie, why I think I could get it to fresh. I think Rotten Tomatoes is a little wrong here. It's a little low because the premise is just that good. The premise mm, yeah. is so good where you take kids who are, look, they're snot-nosed kids. Some of them are really stuck up. Some of them are very privileged. You have this, this action, this incident that happens, threatens to ruin their entire adulthood. And so what do you do in that situation? I love when a movie makes you consider what you would do, how you would act. We all like to think that, mm. You know, you tell me the Avatar movies. We all love to think we'd be that one Marine that's like, hey, no, let's let's help the Navi. Would we, though? Would we, if the, if the three of us were driving in a car, we had a little too much to drink, we're about to go to college, all this possibility, we run over some weird fisherman guy who's, why is he standing in the road anyway? He possibly can't have a family or anybody that cares about him. Just roll him into the river. What do we do? It's, I learned a lot about you in the past I 15 I didn't seconds. Say what I was and I do. knew it. I knew it. But wow. it does. It, it builds that anxiety that a lot of shows and films do, where it's like, it, you're right about, like, the life is about to get so good. Like, your whole life is ahead of you. You're graduated. Rah, rah, rah. Like, you have no bills yet. It's like the, they're on the precipice of adulthood. And then it's like, wah, wah. And they're like, oh, no. So it gives you that immediate anxiety because we all know there's nothing more anxiety-inducing than somebody who's hiding something from the law and they're, like, living their life like, I wasn't there. What do you mean? <laughs> and we're all just like, okay, cool. Like, it's very, it's effective. And despite uh, the yeah. murdering, despite the murdering, there is similarities between this quartet and who they were in real life at the time just because they yeah. were they were on the precipice of their wonderful careers that they've had. You got Freddie Prince Jr., Ryan Philippe, uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar. Sarah and Fred actually met on the set of this, I think. And yes. Jennifer Love Hewitt yeah. was sort of the now known as like the final girl in this movie. That's like the hard term that they use. So written by Kevin Williamson, as we said, who also did Scream 1, 2, and 4. Well, I want to give a shout out on the website on RottenTomatoes.com. There's 30 great scenes in Rotten Movies is the list and the chase sequence where our famous hotel killer chases Sarah Michelle Geller all through town made it. Uh, other great scenes in Rotten Movies that they gave a shout out to were... The rhino giving a birth scene in Ace Ventura <laughs> 2 when nature calls and shares solo in burlesque. Yes. Yeah. Which was a movie that was a lot of hype and then it turned out to be, but shares in it. You know what? Our former editor in chief, Joel, I believe that he was the fan club of one that made sure Cher was on that list. <laughs> Not saying that she didn't deserve to get there on their on her own merits, but as long as Joel was editor in chief, she was gonna be on that mm -hmm. list. So I can't really like have her own it on her sharing so low. Fingerprints still around. Joel is a huge scream hawk. I yeah. can't wait for his thoughts on Scream Six. And I'm oh, excited yeah. to see Scream Six. I still have to finish Scream Five. You haven't I'm seen gonna, Scream Five. I've seen parts of it. It's like the disappointment 
weighing but on why? my chest. Well, if you guys know, you know my schedule, I, mean? I go home after I do my stand-up shows yeah. at night. I go home. I have some herbal remedy, and I you watch <laughs> a movie, and I usually make it about an hour in, and then it's it doesn't. I'm I'm riveted by the film so far. I love what they're doing. I have my thoughts as to who the killer might be. I'm just going to say, I think it's Jack Quaid. I don't, don't, I'm not making eye contact with anybody. That's who I think right now, about an hour in. And uh, I'm very excited for Scream 6. So we're prepping for that. <laughs> Sorry. We can't talk my about hand, it. My hand was so powerful, it stopped I you in your tracks. Don't know, yeah, no, great. But how do we know that Molly isn't waiting to see who the killer is too? You're napping. Maybe she's not. Okay. The Wonder is Dog selfish. is snoring at least 40 minutes before You know, I sometimes am. my dogs snore when this they're awake. So. <laughs> I was going to say, your dog is like... Queen, like of underneath your feet, laughing yes. and yeah. like snoring and oh, like, uh, yeah. For those of you uh, listening or watching us, uh, and you're relatively yeah, new to the show, Jacqueline, Grace, and me. If you combined all of our dogs, you have one like quote real dog. You have like oh, one like, all giant tiny. Labrador. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you combined all, all of us and mutated them together, yeah, uh, which I would be interested in, in doing. Let's do uh, let's do the synopsis, Jacqueline. Um, yeah, tell but, me what this movie's about. Then we'll uh, hit up our our good friend Tim Ryan for what the critics were saying at the time. This came. Out. Yeah, so this is the quote-unquote four popular kids in school. They're the, you know, <laughs> homecoming queen, the very rich uh, bad boy James Spade type, the jock, and the bookish girl with the great rack. Sorry, that is actually not very nice to Jennifer Love Hewitt, but that was literally nice. her per- It was basically her persona in it, but the I was, four We were all thinking it. <laughs> I, I was looking at her eyes. I mean, you definitely have, you know, your Ginger and Marianne, you know, the, the vixen and the girl next door we're doing here, right here. So these archetypes of the new <laughs> Breakfast Club are four friends and it is the last <laughs> night before summer vacation. They are out. They are young. They are living life. They're about to all go off to school and tragedy strikes. They're drinking on the beach. Yeah, they're drinking on the beach. They're, you know. Doing other stuff on doing, the beach. Doing premarital things. Off-screen. Teenage <gasps> things. And all of a sudden on their way back when they're feeling the time of their lives screaming up on the rooftops, they hit a man in a fisherman's coat and they you know they agree they're never going to say anything like we killed this guy we're never going to tell the truth because it's going to end our lives because we would be killing somebody while we're drunk driving and my guy Freddie's driving yeah and ah. Freddie is driving and, when this and happens sober but and he has he has liquors filled on him so nobody would believe nobody it. would believe him they're definitely going to be in trouble there's no way they're going to get out of this without them doing whatever they all make the pack they decide to do whatever they're doing at the end uh, they end up coming back one year later back to the town and they get the note that goes to Jennifer Love Hewitt scrawled across in very iconic writing. What'd it say? I know what you did last summer. That's the movie. That's the title of the movie. And the, you know, the hijinks ensue as they are hunted and stalked and some of them killed throughout the movie. Oh, yeah. those poor bastards. Yeah. Then a great sort of, I, I wouldn't say necessarily a precursor to like a post credit scene that we get in MCU movies, but there's oh, a pretty yeah. cool Yeah, there is. Pretty cool I stinger. I love that. Yeah. Very carry like the steamiest shower I've ever seen in my entire life. I, all I could think about was like, this woman's about to burn to death like that's not yeah. it ain't right I've like, been in how? the steam room at my gym and it's not half as steamy <laughs> as that shower so that's a good whatever university like, she's more at more ventilation yeah. more that fog. is I know what you did last summer. So let's go to Two Minutes with Tim. This is our buddy Tim Ryan. He's our review curation manager at Rotten Tomatoes. He's going to tell us what the critics were saying at the time way back when we were so young 1997. Two Minutes with Tim If you were a teenager or young adult in the mid to late 90s, it's likely that Kevin Williamson left an indelible stamp on your pop culture memories as the writer for the first two Scream movies and the creator of Dawson's Creek. Sandwiched between Scream and Scream 2 was I Know What You Did Last Summer, and all three of them shared some of the same elements. 
All three featured a bunch of fresh-faced stars soon to be household names, and all three trafficked in lots of old horror movie cliches. However, while critics praised the way the Scream movies mocked and subverted said cliches, many also felt that I Know What You Did Last Summer simply recycled them. I Know What You Did Last Summer is rotten at 44% on the tomato meter with 75 reviews, and it has a 41% audience score. And just for comparison, I Still Know What You Did Last Summer from 1998 is rotten at 7%, and I'll Always Know What You Did Last Summer from 2006 is rotten at 0%. So what did the critics have to say? In a rotten review, Rosalind Bentley of the Minneapolis Star Tribune wrote, Even though the murders are gruesome, the film is not scary, nor is it clever. We've seen this many times before, but with different titles and different stars. However, in a fresh review, Derek Ellie of Variety wrote, Just clever enough to rise above the usual fodder, its appealing cast and technical confidence go a long way toward paving over narrative and character lapses. The Rotten Tomatoes critics' consensus reads, A by-the-numbers slasher that arrived a decade too late. The mostly tedious I Know What You Did Last Summer will likely only hook diehard fans of the genre. So that's I Know What You Did Last Summer. Let's kick it back to Jacqueline and Mark. I know what they did last summer and the summer before last, but I'm sketchy on what they did any of the summers before that. (laughs) Uh, Tim, I'm glad you brought that up because that's a perfect transition to my first question for Movie Talk. Hit the music, Brian. And that question is, does anybody remember what they did last goddamn summer? I The last five <laughs> years just all kind of blend into this Vitamix, and it's just this weird smoothie of memory yeah. that I drink, and I have no <laughs> idea where, what, ha- what did I do last summer? Yeah, I don't I use remember. Movies, I use movies to, like, mark the passage of time. Okay. Like, so, if I remember where I saw a movie, I can remember generally smart. what I was doing before or after that. But anything, like, if I don't go to an event, time doesn't matter. I'm trying to think of one movie I saw last summer. I mean, I don't know where Doctor I was Strange. three hours ago. Like, okay, yeah, the Doctor Strange, the the the, the MCU Phase Four. You don't know where you were last week. <laughs> no, I, I no. Well, and also like I like I feel like outside of school or normal, you know, normal jobs, it's like there's no like, oh, it's summer break, so it's like yeah. every day is the same. You know, like it, I don't can know. You mark the passage of time with like the different gigs and like jobs roles that you've played, where it's no. like, oh yeah, that was November because I was on NCIS, but then it was it, no, it was October. So I was doing SWAT or no, it like it whoosh, like it immediately. I have too many sides to memorize. Like I can't remember. I, like my <laughs> memory is calendar? very focused. Like I got nothing else. Like it's like, do you want to know my lines from ten years ago? I got it. And they're like, how old are you? And I'm like, hold on, give me one minute. Like it's bizarro. So I don't know. <laughs> um, this movie talks about the summer, but Grace, I want to talk about your. Your upbringing, <laughs> because <laughs> wow, if, if way to transition. Movies, if horror movies were shunned <laughs> in your house, you must have you you were probably aware that like the scream and like I know you did last summer were coming out. So was it like the super exciting sort of secretive opening the Ark of the Covenant moment when you finally got to like pop in that DVD? Yeah, tell us about the trauma of you discovering yeah. horror. Ooh, I mean, how much time do we have, guys? Um, my upbringing was so fun. Um, no therapy needed. No, you know, I, I think That's it was like— I literally was like, that's like a hard transition to people that have had rough childhoods. Like, literally, horrible. like, if you turned— it, That's why I felt that. I was literally like, let me talk See, to you about your upbringing. <laughs> that is a fucking triggering <laughs> sentence. Talk about your upbringing. Happy upbringing over here. It's like, let's I talk know. about mom and dad. That is the sense of a person that had a good childhood, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Love you, mom. <laughs> 
She's just like, that's my boy. And me, I'm like, 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 I don't know what she lives. talking about? <laughs> them fighting words. Who told you? Your upbringing in terms of watching horror movies. Sorry, mm-hmm. that's so good. Yeah, uh, we just were, were absolutely connected like this now. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like anything that was like fun or interesting or stylish was all banned. Mm. You know, like happiness is maybe a better way to put it. You couldn't have any of that. So I didn't discover any of it until much later in life, honestly, which is hilarious because I'm such a weird, spooky lady. And so when I did, it definitely was that. But it was also like the extra, it was extra fun because I was like, oh, I'm doing something rebellious. Like, mm. so I like was like, like Scream, I love. Like when yeah. I watched Scream, I was like, that's the shit right there. And yeah. I remember being very like, oh no. And then it like went, you know, it snowballed yeah. and I watched everything. Right. I mean, this was kind of like continuing that IV drip. Like people were so totally. hooked on Scream. It's like, because Scream 2 came out the next year, as, it as did, Tim yeah. mentioned. And so I know you did last summer kind of wedged in between there, but I mean, again, I just feel like this movie stands on its own two legs because of that premise mm. and some of the chasing. So like what, what's the, the scene that stands out for you the most. Like you mentioned, you love seeing all these individual action sequences and like some of the interpersonal connections. What's the one that gets you when you watch this movie? I mean, I slightly, I have like a sort of like beta answer because Ryan Philippi in this is so hilarious, like unintentionally, but like I love it. Uh, so I like his almost <laughs> car murder scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. He's just so grouchy and like he just goes from zero to a thousand. But I think my favorite, if I had to pick, I do, I like the ending scene. I like the climactic mm. of her just like in this like mini house of horrors boat that has 70,000 cupboards and locks and ice boxes, And she's just like trekking around and actually trying to get away from him, which is what I would be doing. I'd be finding a weapon and then doing that. But she I like how she just keeps going. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I would not know where these nooks and crannies are going. Jennifer Love Hewitt really maneuvering yeah. that end scene pretty well. I would love to one day, and in fact, if anybody from, actually, I know some people over at the MTV and Paramount Networks would give me the MTV Movie Awards from the year that this was there, because the scene that I love was the same scene that they parried it in the MTV Movie Awards, which is the <laughs> one, what are you waiting for? Why are you waiting for? <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't you see? He's got us now. Okay, this is exactly what he wants. We can't go to the police. Not now. He's made sure of that. He's just out there, and he's watching us and waiting. What are you waiting for, huh? What are you waiting for? First of all, on its face, dumb. Like, (laughs) who are you screaming at, girl? Like, legitimately, they're all being hunted and either he's going to pop out and kill you all then they're going to be mad at you for taunting him. Sure. Or two, it's like he's just sitting there looking at you like... (laughs) Like, it's just, this is not going to go the way that you think. Anyway, so I love that scene. It's because best it, to not taunt killers. For yes. those listening, It's it, I mean, try not to taunt murderers. Yes, the entitlement and sort of like absurdity of these people and this whole premise is just laid <laughs> out in that. Because y'all know what you did. You know what you did. Like, I know. you know that, like, the fact that y'all believe that there would be no consequences to your actions is the biggest <laughs> Why is comedy this guy hunting of this. Us? Well, you it, did murder somebody. I want to. Well, th- no, they didn't. They just but hit and severely, you know, great maimed. Twist. true, true. I feel like these kids don't get enough credit for how well they dispose of the body. They got their shit together pretty quick. They hit him. No other car has approached for five minutes. They managed to get the body in the trunk. They managed to get it down to the to the water. They pushed it in the water, sinks down, wash your hands clean. I'm not saying that's what I would have done. Okay, Mark Ellis <laughs> is going to Johnny Law on this. But I'm just saying they really did a good job. They played above 
their their pay grade as far as like covering up a potential murder goes. I mean, again, I... given who they are, like we're currently watching a murder case literally right now play out in North Carolina that is Ooh. very along the lines of this right now. And honestly, I, I think they would be on the stand like this dude right now trying to hum and hum and hum and hum. Like I think it would they would have gotten caught. Under, honestly, any other circumstances, remember, this is before DNA was prevalent. This is 98. Like, just the concept that these two would get, a, like, murder was so much easier before DNA evidence. Like, people just... <laughs> Ain't that the truth. Just murdered yeah, people and yeah. nobody knew. My joke about that that's so funny that kills me. Really? Really? Yeah. Yeah. That kills you? Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. I see. I just walked right... In. I just walk into these. <laughs> I didn't even know you But that. no, but like legitimately, it's like, like legitimately they couldn't find you. Oh, yeah, no. And, they, and for like 40 years, they'd be like, ah, yeah, we don't know. Well, especially if you don't have any like, like this, if you have to hit somebody in this particular town, yes. you pick the right target because nobody knows who the hell this guy is. Nobody they said didn't even he, know. he went missing. They had, Did they know who he, they didn't know who he was when they hit him at first. They no. just knew like, yeah, because there's a great line where Dude. those like exposition yeah. line where they're like, who is it? I can't tell his face is all messed up. And you're like, oh, I bet they're <laughs> trying is, to tell us. We don't know who it come, is. This is going to come back <laughs> yeah. later. Yeah, and getting then, hit by your daddy's car tends to do that to a face. Sure. Absolutely. And then also, too, let's remember this was playing on the hook legend. It was supposed yeah. to be playing on this idea of like, you know, the the great story. murdering, murdering fishermen. Yeah. Where Captain it's like hook, there's yeah. it, it was the way it was always told to me was there's like a couple in like the back seat. They're at make out porn or whatever. Yeah. They're starting to get a little fresh and then they're listening to, they have the radio on because what's He's working sexier, on our snaps. Yeah. Mm -hmm. hey, hey, well, but while we make out, let's listen to AM news radio. Yeah. Everybody wants to hear that while they're banging. And sure. so they mentioned, oh, there's an escaped guy. He's got a hook. Look out for a guy with a hook. And then they hear something scratch in the car. Ooh, and yeah, then yeah, yeah. he gets out of the car and he just sees the bloody hook hanging oh, there. My God. Oh, it's so good. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank member FDIC. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Is there the question I guess I have, because I do, like I said, I, I like the setup of this movie. Yeah. And I think that it, it pays off well. Grace, is there anything that like legitimately gets you scared in this movie? Because again, you're a professional horror movie watcher by this point. What is the scariest moment in this movie? I mean, honestly, if there's anything. a lot of jump scares. There's some good jump scares, um, which I do love. I know some people are like, yeah, cheap. And I'm like, I love it. This is I great. love them. Yeah. I love it. If I love when I'm well, screaming by myself. done well, mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. Like, like haunting a pill house when, she, when Nell like, comes from the backseat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dead. 
For me, it was when they when he dove in to get the crown because I'm super, super hydrophobic. And I was like, I would let every single person I love just sink right to the bottom <laughs> like you're on your own. I'd be like, Chihuahuas, maybe that's it. Um, but when she opens the, chihuahuas the trunk. Chihuahuas would be fine, though. Like, let's be real. They're born to swim. They even do it. You just hold them above water and they're ready to go. I'm imagining her little dog Baxter just <laughs> paddling to shore after murdering His someone. His little snoop. Oh, but it's uh, when she opens the trunk and... <laughs> for whatever reason, what's his name? Max is in there and he's deceased, we suppose. Well, he is. Yeah. And, but the, all the crabs crawling on him oh, and like right. out of his mouth, like that's when I legitimately scream in this movie. I was literally just like, yeah. he's got sea cockroaches in his mouth and he's like, I hate that scene. I think when when he, when the killer is chasing Sarah Michelle Gellar's character around like during yes. the beauty pageant night, that's, like a, that's a good sprawling chase. Yeah. I mean, they're running through half the town. You're getting your steps in. She broke just a window. car window. Where did they film yeah. this one at? They were in some, is it North Carolina that they were actually in or were they in Savannah? I heard they filmed someplace weird. Like they some, didn't. Uh, it was filmed in different locations. It was filmed in South Carolina. That's what it was. The boat scene How at the end they? was filmed on an actual boat uh, in, Ca- in the Cape Fear River. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, damn. I did know because um, I, th- I think it is South Carolina because Myrtle Beach, like that's the other kicker is like Myrtle Beach is big on filming because you can film outside of the summer season. And it looks like, you know, mm-hmm. like this Freezing. really like, you know. <laughs> Also, why it looks fucking cold in this whole thing. Like, again, it, it looks freezing summer, the whole time. Why does nobody have on anything <laughs> resembling a summer outfit? Like, even Jennifer Love Hewitt in that, like, iconic scene, she's got a sweater around her waist. <laughs> Which she was wearing at one point, she's and they were like, you got to show some skin. And she was like, <laughs> like, miserable. <laughs> Poor she's girl. Like dying. You could totally tell. Also, I will say this about this movie. Um, I love the look of it. I give it bonus points for yeah. the look of it. That yeah. marshy, swampy, you can smell the racism, but it's like buried underneath skeletons type <laughs> stuff. You know and what then I mean? we have like our hill people interlode with Anne. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Like again, it's baked in. The yeah. racism in that stuff oh, sure. is baked in, but yeah. there's some really, really great Southern Gothic imagery with it. <laughs> and uh, producer yeah. Brian weighs in. We are, both really of good. us are right because it was filmed in North Carolina, but the town is Southport, North Carolina. So we really? get some, South, get some North Carolina. Oh. Thank you, Brian, for that. Thank you, Brian. Um, and yeah, the, the what are you waiting for a scene is another good where it's just like what are you doing i don't like that scene is great for a trailer for a moment of anguish yeah, that they later part. put out of the film <laughs> but, yeah exactly <laughs> otherwise it's the trailer was where was the, the yelling part yes exactly but that is not that's in the movie though she does do the like yeah. you know whatever but it's scene. from like yeah. a drone like yes. they don't even give her her big up, no, like it's no. from like it's totally ineffective you're just like what are you doing back yeah. up and talk about the rest of that scene because like for some reason Anne Heche is here and just like very like wh- everybody like, needs super creepy you need an oracle moment like yeah. by the way this is a very standard you know oracle moment that's all that is is like you need to give somebody that's kind of like in an even more stereotypical movie that woman's doing voodoo like, right, you or know like what the I mean? priest in an exorcist movie. Exactly. Okay, like She's like in the backyard, like skinning squirrels. Yeah, like, what exactly. is she doing? And you're just like, why are you here? Yeah. <laughs> What's happening? It, exactly. Um, but if you can get in, hey, go ahead and do it. Sure. Um, and and that's, what that, that's what that character is meant to be. It's just somebody that adds that much more expositional mystery and terror. And another this, weird person to and suspect. And another weird person to suspect. That's oh, all okay, they so serve. We, we have this question here that, that I bristle at, but I'll put it to you before okay. I, I, I weigh in with Look my two cents. The question <laughs> is, the question is, and I guess producer Brian put this here, isn't the note she gets kind of cheesy? 
Yes. I say the, like, no. The original note? Like the, yeah, I, know I know what you did last summer? I think that's oh, awesome. No, no, if no. You, I'm the one that got run over. I am torturing these kids, and I'm, the handwriting is too good. I will say that. The handwriting is too good is for that man. Pressing. There's no way that's his handwriting. You know what? Good calligraphy on that guy. You can't trust people who use Sharpies. And he's got a hook. How's he writing that? <laughs> fair. Sorry. Well, it's fair. not like an actual hook. He holds it with his hand. I haven't seen him let it go. <laughs> For the camp of it, it's brilliant. It's he lets go of it camp. at the end. For okay. the camp little... of it, it's brilliant. Let's be honest. This is like literally like kind of like a drag queen horror story because like he gets costumes and accessories. Totally. He sends like I love burn that jacket. Notes, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like he's very <laughs> like he's into I he's yeah. very like I'm going to seek my revenge theatrically. And you know, he's like, not trying to go about like just straight. This is not get Carter. Like he's building it up to torture them as much as possible. Right. He made a conscious decision when yeah. he pulled himself, when he hooked himself out of the water and he said, I'm not going <laughs> to the cops. I'm not reporting this. I'm going to do this on my own. I'm going to take a year, get to know myself. Re- rehabilitate and then I'm gonna then I'm gonna murder a bunch of teens next summer and it's gonna be fun I'm gonna have fun doing <laughs> he it he was just exactly. sitting at the bottom of the beach like planning all this which yeah. is like the weirdest scene I'm like why did you sink sir like swim like just go back up and he's just like <laughs> and you're like what are you doing dude like bodies don't sink like that unless you exhale all your air so he's just sitting down there like plotting that's what I like to imagine I think the note's great and I think the end I still know is just oh it's chef's kiss I do like that I still know I on still the mirror know. on the yeah. shower yeah, that's yeah. clearly hit. Freddie likes to crack jokes yeah you know Michael Myers just likes to stare yeah and this guy, he, he's got a little sense of humor to he's him. He's got jokes. He's, yeah. got, he's got some playfulness about him, but he also is just there to murder you. He's definitely there and to I murder you. I love the, the busting love through the, the shower. Even the handwriting it's so is extra. camp. Even the handwriting is camp. The handwriting yeah. is way more like, met, like he, he's doing those lines the way he's doing them on purpose. Like he could just write it out clear, legibly, mm. but he's making it so more he's of a, a thing. well, he's, you know, he's a cerebral guy. He does you have know, a He spent a year background. finding, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> finding himself, in like a, really getting in tune. In another life. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is based on that, you know, we talked about like the guy with the hook hand. Y'all have any good urban legends that you, that you enjoy Oof. like that? The hook or the other one was, I think there's like a couple in a room somewhere and there's like, again, escaped convict on the loose and look out and it's like got a hook or something. They hear scratching at the door or maybe maybe the maybe one the lover went out to go like look and see what was making the noise. Then this woman, she hears scratching at the door and she's like, oh, no, that's got to be the guy with the hook. I'm not letting him in. It turns out it was her lover who had been severely injured by the guy with the hook and he was scratching at the door. Oh, God. He was just scratching his fingernails off. We do more like hood legends. Like, mm-hmm. it's more about like legendary moments. It's sort of like, um, you remember at the beginning of uh, Neighbors where they're like talking about like great moments and like frats where it's like, oh, our frat invented this, but really like <laughs> nobody's frat. Like, that's more about what we have. It's like, right. oh, did you All hear right. about that brother that got away with doing this? It's like, <laughs> let me tell you what he did. You know, like that kind of thing. Like legend and fable type stuff. We weren't being like, let me tell you about like the crazy story. Yeah, again, and again we have scary enough things going on. I don't know that <laughs> there's, there's any basis in reality as far as like this hook, like if ever actually happened, like there was some escape guy, but like that's, those are sort of the urban myths. The other one that my dad always told me that he never believed, but he said that they, the high school boys would always tell it to the high school girls so they'd get scared is he grew up in like the like inner city sort of DC, but there's like some woods mm. not too far away. And that, that there was the legend of this guy, Goatman, 
that just oh, that's lived. legit. That's a yeah. real thing. And it like and and I think it made Goatman has roots all the way up to like New Jersey too. He has like his own bridge that's hella yeah. haunted. Yeah, mentioned oh, really? in a Hellboy comic is uh, oh my and my brother sure. my brother gave me the Hellboy comic for my birthday a couple years oh. ago. <laughs> Goatman is big. I thought in our you were family. Really? Say, like when you were ten. You're like yeah, last year. No big Goatman family. I, yeah, yeah, okay. I, I support that. This. Oh, yeah. I love yeah. I mean, I love creepy stuff. I don't know if it counts as an urban legend, but I feel like I'm so obsessed obsessed with the Amityville Horror House. Mm. But not just like the like haunted part, but also the historical actual violence that happened that led to it like that. I don't know if that counts, but it just fascinates me. Like, I want to know what the hell happened in that house. And that house, that property, it's just down the road from the Conjuring House. They're not that far. They're, they're oh, separated God, by... sold. Are they like, really? Like totally. Or something. Yeah, really? I think so. Yeah. I'm surprised, but I don't think so. I have a hard time with those people. Just <laughs> Let's arm wrestle. Can be right talking about my ass. I, <laughs> when they're I found they're out both in the Northeast. Watch, they're like neighbors. We're like, <laughs> They uh-huh. might be. And honestly, a concentration of weirdness like that, not surprising. When I found out yeah. how much uh, those people that found that did the Amityville were like con artists, that's what I was like, oh, maybe not. <laughs> like the couple who moved in after? No, the, the people oh, that... Oh, the lawyer. The 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 people who call themselves clairvoyants and mediums, they may have experienced. Oh, you're that. talking about uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren. Yeah, the, those people. They yeah, may yeah. have had the things at one people. Pe- those people. Yeah. They may have had something happen them. to them at one point. But towards the end, it was just the scam. Like the scam <laughs> was the scam. Like there may have been some decency at the beginning. I don't want to like you know go against their legend. But towards the end, they were just scamming the scam. You know who they needed to run into was uh, Walter Peck from Ghostbusters. <laughs> The guy who says that it's a fake electronic light show. Oh. You put Walter Peck from the EPA versus the Warrens, oh. and you really make them prove that they're seeing the <laughs> nun or Annabelle or whatever the hell they're dealing with that week. Like, again, it's all good storytelling and it's scary stuff, and maybe yeah. there's some loose basis in reality, much like this film is very loosely based on a Lois Duncan novel. Did you ever read the Lois Duncan novels? No, I which I honestly I think I would enjoy. It's oh, a you little love bit, them. It's like, a yeah. little bit different. This one I would say of all of those teen adaptations keeps it pretty close up until like the twists. Oh. Yeah. Mean, the, the twist the is a little bit different. Yeah. What, the what, twist what, is a little bit more boring in the book if I recall correctly. Oh. Like I think the twist was like, oh, this is just some guy. I'm still trying to remember if I if I actually read this book because I definitely read Killing Mr. Griffin. I read this and, one. And Don't sure. look behind you was another one. Oh, I like that one. Yeah, it's and I like that title. Is all I'm saying. It's the literal <laughs> premise. It's like, and we got to sign this crap in in school. So like, like they kids were are giving me the stupidest reading. shit, and you got cool stuff. They were like, "Here's Red Badge of Courage. Do you want to be depressed for the rest of your life?" And I was like, "No, I want this teacher." Here's no, the Scarlet Letter. Yeah, I'm like, good luck having sex in high school, kids. <laughs> you know what's so funny is I read a romance novel version of the Scarlet Letter where it oh, was like hey. all kinds of sexy and I told my uh, eighth grade no, my like 11th grade uh, class oh, about it. I need it. to be in this meeting. And they were like I need to see this They were book like report. Nathaniel Hawthorne was a Puritan. I was like yeah but there's book versions where they get dirty. But also you know that the Puritans were only just like like totally hypocritical like you, you sit and then like they're at home like doing kinky <laughs> yeah. shit. You but, know they are. <laughs> but basically I was like I because I was in class and it was it was dumb because I was a uh, 10th grader and 11th grade English class so it was like that they were like oh Ooh. you poor little child they were basically <laughs> just like just a little humble brag she no. was like I was 3 Whoa. in the college class but it was not fun. 3 I was not 3 I was 10th grade <laughs> and it was only because of scheduling I was not that smart this is what it was so they were like basically like you're an idiot that's not the reading I was like I read a scarlet letter book because it was like and before like, we got the assignment right, I was right. like it I, was about a scarlet A and she was getting busy and so I was like nice. how much more do I need to read <laughs> 
that's the kind of community you want to be in in that Again. time in history is you you like, oh, I got a scarlet letter. I'm going for the whole alphabet. Yeah. No, yeah. she was just um, doing it with that dude, but it just basically made it into a romance novel where they're in this like, you know, sexual loving relationship. It has the same beats. <laughs> it's like, okay, you know how they like, they make it like Star Wars or whatever. Like they take the beats of Star Wars and they just make it sexy. They do that with romance novels too. It's just less explicit. I'm sure. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, like like smut TikTok. Yes, exactly. And that. some romance possibly blossoming from the set of this movie. I know you did last summer. Yes. Freddie Prince Jr., Sarah Michelle Gellar. I know. And then a year before, you had Scream, where it's David Arquette and it's Courtney Cox. And, and then I a year know. after this, you had Cruel Intentions, where it was Ryan Philippi and Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I call him Philippe. Is it Philippi? Yeah, you've been saying Philippe the whole time. It is, it is Philippi. I, it is Philippi? I like it. Oh. I like when you say Philippe. Him and 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 Josh Dumel is the other one because I just learned like last year that it's Dumel and not Duhamel. Shut up. Yeah. Been calling him Josh Duhamel this way. That's why he won't return my calls. You just kind of like, you do like a weird throat clearing thing when you're not sure, you know, Josh Duhamel. Like, you just do it like that to like oh, cover so that you don't know I'm how to say it. I'm a big fan of Ryan's <clears throat> performance. Yeah, in this yeah, movie. yeah. Ryan <laughs> yeah. Phillippe. Apologize yeah. to the actor, not the character he plays, because that really is. Watch us totally be wrong, and it really bag. is Philippe. Um, I did text my dear friend, Freddie Prince Jr., that we were doing this movie. Oh, I'm glad we're doing another humble brag. He did text me back. <laughs> I'm friends with some celebrities. He's the only one I brag about because it's him just if too he's exciting. doing the next one that they're like rumbling about. There, there's rumbles. There's rumbles about more. I know you did last summer. There's really? people still with know her, apparently. with with yeah. Oh, with and the two him. Of them. Yeah. I will say this. I do not know this person at all, but I've interviewed her a little bit because I interviewed her for that Teen Wolf show. Mm -hmm. And of everyone, let's be real, still an icon. Sarah Michelle Gellar, oh, hundred percent, yeah. without a doubt, Buffy. Yeah. And I've heard, like, real, yeah. I've only ever heard really nice things about Absolutely. her. Absolutely, like hands yeah. down. Like still, like been through, like in my opinion, a lot of like really shitty bullshit mm -hmm. and still yeah. managed to stay like 100%. somewhat sane person on the other side of it. Yeah. Told Freddie we were doing this. He wrote me back. He's like, I don't know why it's Rod. He said people loved the F out of that movie. <laughs> they did. <laughs> but did he say the real word or did he literally type the F? He said the real word. Okay, I was, I was like going to be disappointed in Freddie. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. I see a Matthew McConaughey renaissance for him. He looks still so great. He is definitely like has still that movie star quality which is what he had even back here and he's got that presence yeah. of voice with Kanan the uh, the yes. Jedi in, in Star Wars canon so I'm ready to see him do more like live action stuff because I know like that was his choice like he like wanted to be like a dad and a family guy and so like just took like a big step back to do that when he had wow. his kids yeah. like yeah he's been very open about that I'm sure you know this already but if he's if the kids are grown like let's let's get back out yeah. here kid let's <laughs> well this could do it. great it's like what is it now like I I still remember and I still know what you did 27 summers ago. Like, yeah. I don't know what it's going to be. I, I but like, that. I would love him to be I, back. I want the actual year date on it. <laughs> and I want yeah. it to be like one of those titles that's just 67 sentences. Like, it just goes on and on and on. It'd be interesting to he see where the canon goes with the TV show that we had recently. But I think that was like a kind of a rebranding of the franchise. It's, so we'll see if we can go back because there's reunion possibilities. Maybe. I mean, I, well, and I what I love is the stuff that people are always like, that's stupid. But I like the little Valentines to like the fans. Like, if there's like a flashback mm. and then they bring Sarah Michelle. Like, oh, I love that. Like, little, I would be so happy to be like, yeah. did you like, see Flatliners though? Like, I, liked I didn't. Flatliners and that was like one of my movies like this from back in the day. The original 1990 yeah. film. Yeah, and I didn't hate the remake, but like. Kiefer Sutherland shows up in it, yeah, right? Yeah, I wish that it wouldn't have existed <gasps> if yeah. it's going to be, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't mind it. I still was about it, but a lot of people weren't. You Have you I mean? gotten to a particular part in Scream 5, either of you, that might be relevant to this conversation, but I'm not spoiling it if you haven't. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. It's too good. No. Well, they have... You're they have like totally CGI'd Billy Loomis come back. That's oh, right. yeah. That's and I right. like, yeah. I lost, I literally was like, 
Yeah. It was, I it's love cool. that stuff. It's, it's a cool device, and I don't think I'm say. done with that yet in the movie. Oh, 100 Because oh, I've seen it pop it. up a couple times. And it, and it like, is there for a reason. Like, yeah. later in the film, you're like... <laughs> And it looks, like it's sick. it looks good. I was watching. I was like, "That hey, skeet taking care of." And himself. it looks exactly like how he looked. And he looked was there. in the first one. He was like a physical presence when yeah. they did yeah, that. And they, they like younged him. Yeah. Couldn't even tell CGI the first time. I'm like, that that guy's doing cryotherapy. Good, <laughs> good on him. Are we excited for more screams? I am. Yes. Can you guys do them till the end of the time? If they make Jenna Sydney. Okay. Like they really need, yeah, to, yeah, in yeah. my opinion, build a franchise around her. Yeah. Like yeah. They, they need to like bump the final girl like yeah. vibe right like, now. If they make her the final girl. I think you can build around that for forever. Just watching her on stage with Aubrey Plaza on Sunday night was, I know, I was like, so great. just keep fucking doing it, girl. Aubrey <laughs> has made a career out of this. Yeah. You can make a lot of money out of being over it energy. Oh, and so good like to that. know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cream six coming out yeah. tomorrow. I'm um, still uh, about an hour into five cream, as I call it, but I will finish it before the before I see five Scream cream. Six. Okay. And so that's my Let my, me know what you think when you finish it. I will. That's my solemn promise to okay. you and all of our listeners. I'm gonna hold you to it. I will finish five cream <laughs> probably in the next 48 hours. Uh we, we don't have a lot of time left, but I do want to get to this mailbag because this is insane. Ryan, hit the music. Uh, we always love when y'all email us. Rotten Tomatoes is wrong is the name of our podcast. RT is wrong at RottenTomatoes.com is the email address. You can send what Kevin and Carla did. Very, very fresh members of our catch-up crew because they are on their boat in New Zealand during a cyclone. Serious. This that is, is an all What a crazy world, but we love the show. I hope y'all are okay still. <laughs> we just realized you missed an awesome movie, Natural Born Killers from 1994, oh, which is 48% is yeah. on the tomato meter. More than 81% on the audience score. So oh, I guess wow. the audience got it right. Crazy. Just like our wildlife on the ocean. Cheers. Kevin and Carla. Do you think Kevin and Carla live on the boat? Like, I, bet I mean, are they alive do. They might right be. now? I hope they're okay. We're just going to assume that Kevin and Carla are fine because they had enough reception to email this. They're tough. That's they're, true. they're New Zealanders. Yeah. They're, they, I, they, can, they can handle I'm a, pretty a sure cyclone or two. Um, and honestly, <laughs> there's just as many terrifying things that can attack you on the ground in New Zealand and Australia. So, like, oh. I don't think the cyclone is scaring them on the water. I'm about Natural Born Killers, directed by Oliver Stone, written by Quentin Tarantino, but he disavows it. Really? Why? I haven't seen it. Stone changed it. Yeah, Stone changed yeah. it a lot. In fact, mm. I think the only the only time he's enjoyed someone having one of his scripts was when Tony did it, and that's just because he loves Tony Scott. Which Interesting. script was that? True Romance. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Oh, no, right. like he that's even says like one. the yeah. way that he the way that he says it's commentary where he talks about it, where he, the way that Tony shot the Sicilian scene, he said it's almost too good. It's better than the movie. <laughs> yeah, he said Dang. he shot it so well, it's almost too good. And that's like a compliment, I yeah, think, that's, from that's, him, obviously. But yeah, no, he disavowed Natural Born Killers because they changed too much. Natural Born Killers uh, is sort of, see, it does have a lot of Tarantino energy. Now I, think, I haven't seen the movie in forever, but Grace, you're a fan of serial killers. This features sure. serial killers. You watch a lot of those kind of shows is what I mean. But like, Oh, I, you know. I, I could murder everyone in this room and get away with it 100%. <laughs> Very, yeah. I love murder. <laughs> Does, uh, yeah, because this this was before the craze of like, oh, we every serial killer we, gets a 10-part documentary Fair. on Netflix. So this was like 94, <laughs> where it's just sort of like this weird thing that happened. And again, Woody Harrelson and yeah. um, uh, from Cape Fear. Yeah. Uh, uh, get sorry. there. God, this man. is why I retired oh, Tom from the show. Tom Sizemore, now. Tom Sizemore, Woody Harrelson, Juliette Lewis, Juliette Lewis. That's and, what I was trying uh, to think of. Damn. God, Tommy I love Juliette Lewis and Robert Downey Jr. and Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Yeah. Check that out. Anyway, I was. It's a good star-studded movie. 
I'm not sure what our budget is for the show the rest of the year, but I wouldn't hate joining Kevin and Carla on their boat for an episode. <laughs> Get some. We could talk about like a water. We could talk about Waterworld. Have we done that? We might have already done that. Do we? We did Waterworld. Right? I don't know that we've done Waterworld. Let's see if we can do Waterworld with Maybe. Kevin and Carla in New Zealand. <laughs> Brian, go ahead and book the tickets. It's better to beg forgiveness than ask permission. Correct. We're going to New Zealand. Thank you, Kevin and Carla, for that. Again, y'all can email us anytime. RT is wrong at RottenTomatoes.com. Let us know what movies you want us to cover, what TV shows you want us to talk about, episodes you've already enjoyed. You can subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff. Grace Hancock. God, it's great to see you. Thank it's great you to see so you. Much Thank you guys for, for having me. This us. was so fun. Uh, where can all the kids out there find you on all the... Uh, do you do the socials? Or do yeah. you just like, just turn on your TV and you're going to see me within 30 minutes? <laughs> you could do both. You can just follow me online everywhere at Mrs. Grace Face. That's where I'll typically post when my shows are airing. I have two uh, guest stars coming out next couple weeks. Look at you. Um, Look at thank you. you. And some so, cute yeah. doggy pics. And, there, and lots of chewings. <laughs> oh, they're so sweet. Um, what are you watching right now? What's the, uh, what's the, the latest TV show in you your know, household? I'm movie. always watching. I love, I watch a ton of foreign television. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm watching two French shows right now. Um, in English would be Black Spot and uh, The Forest, both of them on Netflix. Love them. Very, very happy with them. And then I'm also watching Poker Face on Peacock, which is, of course, fantastic. Fun show. Right? Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. yeah do you, when it. you watch foreign shows, do you do you do the dubbed or do you let them speak their native tongue and then do Absolutely. the subtitles? No. At, oh, 100%. You can never watch the dubbed version unless you like legitimately have trouble with the captions. Right, right. Always watch it in the native language. Yeah. I mean, I have to I have to put the subtitles. I, I have the subtitles on for everything now. Yeah, it's too. just more convenient. <laughs> and it started with Dairy Girls. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, it's like, hard. They, their they accents so are fast thick. And it's yeah. thick. And, but once you put the subtitles, that show is so goddamn funny. It's, it's, it's so funny. funny. I will yeah, never yeah, stop yeah. singing his praises. Anyway, so <laughs> I know you did last summer. There's a murder. But we end with some fun Dairy Girls. Yeah. So, yeah. We got a little bit of everything. Uh, Heather Grace Hancock, Catch an amazing actor. On. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Jacqueline Coley, what are we looking at next week? We're going dark. We're, we're getting into the darkness. Yeah. Not Star Trek nice. style Our style <laughs> <laughs> the new After Dark next week. Enjoy Scream 6. If you've already seen Five Cream for Jacqueline Coley, Grace Hancock, Brian Perez, our producer, everybody here in studio, the whole gang here at Rotten Tomatoes and RottenTomatoes.com. I am merely Mark Ellis saying, I still know. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. Like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.